Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, and welcome to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Oswald, and I hope you join me on my quest for knowledge to become a better public land hunter, angler, and forager. Stick with this and who knows, maybe we will learn something together. So Peter Della is an awesome guest and I, uh, talking to him, I, <laughs> we talked actually for a long time, even after, before and after the podcast uh, was recorded. So, I mean, he's just one of them guys that, truly can have a conversation with you go on forever and we just I mean talked about so many different aspects of hunting and everything and he shared a lot of great content with me on the episode and uh, I look forward to talking to him again once I actually go out and do a little bit of duck hunting and stuff because I'm sure he's more than uh, willing to try and help critique what I did or uh, help me out in any way he can because he's just a a really great guy and uh, it's a great episode so I hope you like it and here it is. Okay, so I'm here talking with Peter Della of Thunderstruck Outdoors. And uh, Peter, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, so this is Peter, Thunderstruck Outdoors. Uh, big duck hunter. And I think that's why I got invited on the show today. A little, it, bit of duck, a little bit of duck talk. It is. I'm a duck virgin, and I want to get your <laughs> advice. I see what you're doing out there, and you're killing it. So yeah, thank you. that's kind of my thing, you know, obviously it's publicly challenged and that's me. I am challenged when it comes to these things. <laughs> so I'm on the same page this season, man, I'm getting <laughs> my butt kicked, <laughs> but I've seen you and you are killing it. So that's why yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know a little bit more about you, man. So tell yeah, us, sure. tell us how you got started and, uh, what, what, what drew you to it, you know? Yeah. So, um, grew up on the East coast in Maryland hunting, waterfowl hunting the eastern shore of maryland which kind of the waterfowl cultural hearth 
it might be the fancy college term for it. Um, but probably the most normal hunting story you can have dad and grandfather hunted. Um, I can remember squirrel hunting with my grandfather, deer hunting with dad, uh, and normal stuff. And then probably when I was about 12 or 13, one of my dad's college buddies called him up after not talking for a few years and was like, Hey, come out goose hunting with me, bring your kid. My kid's old enough to go hunting now. Like let's get a reunion going. Um, so we went out and I just remember setting up the decoys in the dark and having stopped at the gas station and knowing I was going to have a hot scrap of leg and cheese sandwich waiting for me <laughs> when I got done setting up decoys and just watching the sunrise and just listening to my dad's buddy call geese and just how he watched the birds. And it, it was like a dance. He was watching the birds and knowing what they were going to do and how to call at them and just so many intricacies of it, like deer hunting left my mind. It was suddenly like, <laughs> I don't want to deer hunt anymore. I don't want to squirrel hunt anymore. I'm like, dad, when's the next time we're going over there and we're going goose hunting or duck hunting or whatever it was. And I think it kind of bummed my dad out a little bit because my dad's a huge turkey guy and a huge deer guy. And to see me like, just be like, no, <laughs> I'm sleeping in. If you're going to, you go deer hunting by yourself. I want to go duck hunting. When are we going duck hunting again? Um, and I just got drawn in. And when me and some buddies got our licenses, we started going and hitting some public land over on the Eastern shore, which was a learning experience at best. I can think of two seasons. We maybe shot 10 ducks, um, on public land and just, but never got defeated. Just woke up cold morning and went and did it again, walked into the marsh and did it again. And, um, college in west virginia got a little tough duck hunting out there was skim probably should have picked up <laughs> deer hunting again um, but stuck with it and then made it out to south dakota and kind of hit my stride <laughs> all right so i gotta say something first so i could get this out of the way and i'm probably gonna get some crap for this too because <laughs> Any, any duck hunter listening is going to get mad at me, but so kind of, I've always kind of seen duck hunting as this thing where it's more like non deer hunters do because they just want to hang out and BS with their buddies and <laughs> jack around a lot. And you know what I mean? And you could do a lot more of that than deer hunting. And if you really I... wanted, you could watch your phone <laughs> and watch a football game and you're not going to really do that in the stand. But I'm going to be honest, after seeing you and some other people mm -hmm. on social media and stuff like that, it's so into it. There's got to be yeah. something that drives them to it. And it's yeah. not just jacking around with their buddies. So can you, <laughs> so can you tell me what is I'm it that not, I'm not going to lie it, the social aspect of duck hunting is awesome. Like being able to just jack around <laughs> with your buddies in a duck blind, like it, it is a good time. And I, any duck hunter who like would give you a hard time about that is just full of themselves. Like <laughs> it, it is, it's a social sport. It's, you got your group of guys. And when there's guys that I don't even really talk too much except during duck season, like we just, that's what we have in common when it's not duck season. We don't talk much. Like it's just how it goes. But when that like a couple weeks before duck season rolls around and it's just, we're blowing up each other's phones. We're like, man, you've been seeing birds around like where are you seeing birds where should we go drive and we're meeting up and we're driving looking for birds and things like that so i mean it is it's a social thing like period no questions asked it is a social thing um 
and it is one of the nice things about it, like a little bit of ADHD <laughs> in here. I can't sit still in a tree stand to save my life. <laughs> and I don't have to sit still all day in a duck blind. I can move around and I can, oh, well, maybe that decoy out there is what is what messing us up. So let's go move that or something like that. Um, so I don't think you're wrong, but there's just something about it. Like growing up on the East Coast, deer hunting is just sitting in a deer stand. And to me, that was just, it's just sitting and waiting. And it always felt like I just couldn't do anything to better the situation. Um, but then with duck hunting, it's, there's a lot going on. So it's, well, maybe we didn't do something right with the decoys. Maybe they, maybe we're not hidden well enough. Maybe more calling, less calling, not enough calling move this deep, move the spread, spread it out a bit, give them more room to land, or maybe we need to take the goose floaters out, or there's just, there's always something, or just pack up and move to a different spot. Like maybe this just isn't where they want to be. And we have this thousand acre marsh in front of us. Let's move a quarter mile over. And suddenly you're just shooting ducks, you're shooting mallards, backpedaling in your face. And just, to me, it's just so much more dynamic of a sport there's you're never just sitting there feeling powerless because there's always something you can do and i don't know and then just learning learning how to read a bird and learning how to call and i mean you're growing up and you're blowing your crappy 30 dollar goose call and you're like why aren't the geese coming but then you learn like well when they're doing this it's better if i call like this and if they're doing this it's better if i call like that and there's just so much to it. And I got a dog this year and I've been training the dog and just seeing him grow into a duck dog. And there's just so much about it that I just, there's not one thing like, yeah, that, that was probably it's a, lot. Not a great answer, but there's just, it's such a dynamic and fluid thing to me that, yeah, it's just gears turning constantly. That's good. I no, I I get that. I get it because I mean that's kind of how deer hunting is for me. But sometimes I just get worn down. I'm not gonna lie. There are times when oh, I'm yeah. sitting in a tree and I'm just like, "What am I even doing?" Especially this. I'm gonna be honest. This week, so I, I mean I've got some crap from a couple of buddies because I shot a doe during the rut. Oh. You know, and but it's one of them things. Yeah, it is kind of stupid when you're waiting and there's probably a buck chasing that doe that you just yeah. shot. But it was one of those things where I got a new bow. I, I, I mean, it almost sounds childish, right? I got a new bow. I wanted to get something with it. But it's like yeah. one of them things that I just, last year I had such a tough season and I was only chasing big deer and I passed so many that this year mm-hmm. it was like, man, I just, I got I to gotta build my confidence back up. It was yeah. one of them things. To, so. Yeah. So, I mean, I caught a lot of crap, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, some of my buddies rode me hard, and it's like, okay, yeah. so now I'm serious. I'm in it. I was texting mm-hmm. with you earlier today, and, I mean, I was in the tree and just happened to check my phone, and I had to actually take my glove off in six-degree weather <laughs> so I could message you back. And I'm thinking – Blinding snow, too, right? You guys are in the middle well, of – Well, like, that was, uh, that, was, that that was the other day. Yeah, that was yesterday. Okay. And I was out in that, too. And that's – I mean, you could probably tell by looking at me, I look tired. I'm, I'm, I'm beat down, but yeah. I'm not going to yeah. give up. I, this is my vacation. Yeah. I took my rutcation. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. But we're here yep. to talk about ducks. But I just had to kind of get that off my chest anyway. No, man. So. Dude, hey, I'm I'm in the same boat. I've been getting my butt kicked by myself and just birds not cooperating and weather. And I've been shooting like trash this year. My buddies are giving me just as hard a time. I'm sure. I'm pulling. I'm pulling <laughs> up on birds at like 20 yards and just whiffing, like and just staring afterwards. How did I do that? That's how I was doing with yeah. <laughs> with doves. The first me and my buddy went out and we were shooting doves and he's like his dad was down the road and he texted him and he said, Are there are there really that many doves? Are you guys killing that many doves? <laughs> he's like, You'd think you would have been having your limit by now and then yeah. my buddy goes, No, that's just Luke missing a bunch of them. <laughs> and it was yeah. and, and, and to be honest, it was like it just that was the first time I shot my shotgun all year and, mm-hmm. and uh I was actually aiming too high. I was I was putting the dot on the bird rather than and leading yeah. them a little bit under and just then once I got the hang of it, I was like, oh, now I got it. Okay, now I know what I'm doing. And yeah. I had to go home. You know, it's, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but family, it's like wife's texting me, where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Trying to get the kids dinner. And uh, so I left and my buddy left. He texted me and goes, I couldn't resist. I had to go back. He turned around and limited out, of course. I got my yeah, five course, birds. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's just one of them things. But uh, yeah. sorry about that, rambling, but hey, it's all it's right. Hunting. It's yeah. hunting. There's tangents everywhere. <laughs> there is. There definitely is. But So what's your favorite way to hunt ducks? I mean, on a lake, a river, yeah. public, private, boat, so, blind? So out here, the big thing is dry fields, just this time of year it's cold birds need that high caloric diet um before their big pushes south so dry field mallards are bread and butter out here if you probably over half the guys hunting out here are just dry field mallard guides or guys and that's it so it's the game of like running around asking for permission all the time and just getting turned down here turned down there um it's an experience that everybody needs to try if you want to get into duck hunting and want a duck hunting experience, you need to try dry field mallards. Like you have to, it, it, it is an experience when you have a thousand or 1500 mallards, just dumping in your face. It's an experience. Um, for me personally, I love hunting water, whether it be private or public guys are farmers are pretty cool about letting you hunt water before a field. Um, I'd say I get turned down for water maybe one out of four times just because it's not going to mess any of their stuff up if you're just sitting on their pond or sitting on their slough. Um, so I hunt water. I Up until this year, I hunted a bunch of public land. I would say 90% public land. Um, this year, though, for whatever reason, we had a lot more water this year, a lot more sheet water. So we ended up... we hunted mostly private land this year which has been weird um just haven't asked for permission to hunt um spots but water i just think it's i mean it's waterfowl for starters so (laughs) it just it feels right to be shooting them over water but i i just feel like there's something more there's something more wild about it it's more real. Like you drive out into a field, set your decoys up, or you go down to the river and it's a three, four mile boat ride in weaving through cattail marshes or 
weaving through salt marshes, whatever it may be. And you're, <clears throat> you're setting up and the way the birds work over the water is just different than a field. The way you hunt over the water is just different. And it's something that I enjoy doing more so than sitting out in the field. Um, and it doesn't really matter what kind of water, sheet water, flooded corn, lake, river, ocean, just water hunting is what I prefer to do. So when you're on the water, do you like to be on the edge of the water in a blind or are you hunting out of a boat blind or what, what's your yeah, preference? So it it kind of depends. I'll do whatever I need to do to be on the birds. So this time of year, it's not, well, now we got cold kind of early this year, but typically it's not the worst thing ever to just stand in some cattails or whatever it may be, or just stand in some tall stuff on the shore and shoot birds. Um, yeah, whatever it takes. My buddy's got a really nice blind built on his boat, hunt out of that A-frame style blinds on a shoreline or in the cattails. Um, yeah, it doesn't really, as long as I can... I'll just go where the birds are. I've stood in water almost to the top of my waders to shoot birds. <laughs> I've, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I sat in my canoe with my dog and shot birds out of the canoe and he went in and almost flipped me a couple times. And so whatever it takes to get on the birds, honestly, it's, it's one of those things that's back to that dynamic aspect of it of, well, the birds don't want to be, on that dry, nice, sandy bank, they want to be on the edge of the cattails in three feet of water. And well, that means you probably need to go stand in three feet of water in the cattails. So, right. Whatever it takes to be where the birds are. So if I'm with my buddy and he's got his big fancy boat, I'll sit on his big fancy boat on the edge in the cattails, whatever. If I'm not with him, I'll sit in the cattails, freezing my butt off all day and Hope to get some birds. So Okay. So this year, if I get to do any duck hunting, and I guess that's kind of mm -hmm. dependent on whether or not I get a deer because I'm starting <laughs> to learn. And a buddy told me, he goes, there's no way you can be a duck hunter and a hardcore deer hunter. And, and, yeah. and I'm like, oh, come on, man. That's not true. You know, he's like, no, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's no way you can devote enough time to kill ducks mm -hmm. and still kill the big deer. But I'm going to try and do it anyway. Or at least I told him, I'm like, man, I'm not out to just slay a bunch of ducks. You know, I said, I just want to get out and try and kill a few. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But as of right now, it might take me all season to, to get a deer and maybe not even get one. I don't know. Maybe I should take a break and go duck hunting. But so I'm thinking about maybe taking my canoe out or maybe going with a buddy on the river. And here in Illinois, the way it works from what I'm reading anyway is, you know, X amount of yards away from any dwelling, but also if you're mm -hmm. in a boat, whatever, you can pretty much just set up anywhere on the river you want. So. Yeah. yeah a lot of States it's, it's usually under a meandered water law is what it typically falls under for that water access and water right stuff. So here in South Dakota, um, we have, different lakes and different areas of river that is considered meandered, um, in which case you can hunt up to the high water mark of the river or the lake or whatever it is. West Virginia was the hundred year high water mark. 
was huntable. So the 100-year flood point, whatever that average is out is, is huntable. So there's places in West Virginia where you can be a quarter mile into somebody's property and be perfectly legal hunting waterfowl. So, yeah, that's crazy. So, (laughs) right, and it just, but it's different. Like, then Maryland is you have to show up in August, register the shoreline you want to hunt, and then hope that somebody didn't get there before you. So, like, it's it's different across the board, and that's one reason I like public land is that everybody's even keel. Like, no matter what, even if you just have a canoe, I mean, it's still even playing field. A canoe means you can put in off the road on the other side of the marsh at the same time as a guy putting his fancy boat in at the boat ramp and probably beat him to his hole because <laughs> <laughs> you just have a different type of access point. So, yeah, that's that's a good point there, because, I mean, I've seen some of the spots. In fact, one of the spots I'm hunting right now, there's a lot of little tributaries mm-hmm. and backflows off of the river, and I've seen so many ducks. It almost makes me want to go duck hunting <laughs> and take that canoe yeah. in there. Instead, I'm using the canoe to get to yeah. where I'm going for deer hunting. But, I mean, Woody's flying around. <laughs> that is dedication. I don't know if I'd want to haul a deer out in a canoe. Well, I bought an outboard because... Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it, where I'm going, it it is. No matter what time of year, it's fast moving, and we've had so much rain this mm-hmm. year that it's. Yeah. I don't. I had to actually wait a few days to get in there because it was it was oh, darn wow. near at flood stage. So <laughs> it's really okay. move. It's yeah. still moving pretty good right now. And I was telling my buddy, I'm like, man, we're gonna have to go lighter. If you want to go with, we're gonna have to hunt in our <laughs> saddles. We're gonna bring like limited number of sticks for climbing <laughs> sticks. It's gonna have to be lightweight because I don't think. And I told him I was like, if we get a deer, yeah, chances are we're gonna have to dump our gear and one person go back <laughs> with the back. deer, and I'll come back for you because there's no way we're getting back upstream. Yeah, because <laughs> it's. <laughs> I mean, and so your comment about you can't be hardcore of both. My opinion is just shoot whatever deer you see at the beginning of the season and be done with it. Your freezer's full. Um, but, I mean, I think your buddy's probably right. If you want to be hard, if you're going hardcore, you're looking for that monster buck, especially a public land deer. I don't think you could do both. And, But, man, it's one of those things like if you just you go out there and you sit there one time, you're going to get the itch, and it's going to be one of those things like, well, duck hunting or deer hunting, yeah, I don't know which one to choose. <laughs> See, and I've never, I've never had that. I'm hoping maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'll go the other way. So if my season's not going good, I'll just say heck with it and uh, <laughs> maybe do the duck hunting thing. I don't know. Yeah. But... <laughs> it sounds like a good spot because if you're deer hunting it and nobody's ruined it with duck hunting yet, it might be the. It's actually spot. open to duck hunting too. I don't know if it's the same area I'm deer hunting or not, but mm-hmm. I know it's open to to duck hunting too. I, I'll have to look into that and that. My other thing is, is some of the spots, one of the other spots that is along the river too, that I hunt that's public, it's, uh, it's got some blinds and me and my buddy were talking because the way it Mm -hmm. works is you got to get in a lottery for the blinds, this and that, it's your blind, maintain it. But the caveat to that is, is half an hour before legal shooting light, if nobody is in that blind, you can occupy it. So we thought about actually cruising the river with the GPS marked all the, all the, and if somebody's in it, you just keep going to the next one and hop in one, but <laughs> might work out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it might. 
get a nice cozy blind that somebody already did all the work for. And well, I mean, I don't know. It's something to think about because both of us aren't really, yeah. I mean, he's a kind of a duck hunter, but he also deer hunts. It's mm-hmm. one of them things. He just kind of in between both. So right. he's like, man, I don't want to have to devote all that time to doing a blind if somebody else is going <laughs> to do it. Somebody else is probably going to, yeah. hopefully I don't really have any listeners. So I don't know if anybody will ever hear that, but <laughs> hope, hopefully nobody will get mad. But so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping to get out and do that with the whole canoe thing. We'll try yeah. it. But yeah. um, no, I, with the canoe, I mean, it's there's just something about it. It just feels. I, I'm a I'm a nerd when it comes to history stuff. So like doing it in a canoe, there's just something about it that just feels right. If that makes any sense, like paddling into a little cattail marsh and throwing a couple decoys out and then just, I mean, you sneak right up on the birds. You just, you kick them out of where you want to go and they're jumping up right next to the canoe. I don't know. There's something about it. It's just, it's really old school and nostalgic. Yeah. I'm also the guy who like Avery, the hunting brand Avery released like this heritage series. So it's all like waxed canvas and that really old school look. And I'm just like, drooling over it and ended up spending way too much money so like hunting clothes is that what you're talking about then yeah like hunting clothes yeah like old school like style duck hunting clothes so like an old wax canvas jacket and (laughs) an old wax canvas hat and a wax canvas like just nerded out over this old school style stuff and spent way too much money i actually nerded out and had to go on ebay to find some of my stuff for deer hunting but back when i was shooting the trad (laughs) bow of course i had to have the hat the fred bear fedora and the Mm -hmm. and the jacket Mm -hmm. which i never actually wore out in the woods but i decided i needed it so I kind of had, had the same have, thing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I nerded out a lot when I was shooting trad for a little bit. <laughs> I actually made all of my own arm wrist guard and just all kinds of stuff, shooting glove. I. That's yeah. cool, though. And then, of course, I got a buddy who got into making his own arrows, so I had to. And I'm talking like tapering. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Portor Forge cedar shaft and then cutting your own fletching and putting it on. We Good. we now, got all kinds. Now, of... did you did you go out and shoot your own turkey for your own feathers for your own fletching? Like how I did, did I did you? use turkey feathers that I shot, uh, although I didn't shoot okay. it with a bow. So uh, that that that's yeah. yeah. We just you don't tell anybody. Else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I actually I actually uh, so yeah the. I did take two turkeys with a bow, though. And what's weird is it wasn't even like your normal spring turkey season. It was fall turkey season <laughs> during deer archery. And I said, okay, not seeing a deer today. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> there you go. But um, so how do you know what type of duck is what and whether or not it's mm-hmm. legal to shoot? Is there like a easy way to ID them? Yeah. Or? Um, no. <laughs> I had been duck hunting oh my gosh, since like probably 12 or 13, like I said, and I was not confident in my duck IDing skills until I moved out to South Dakota. So like, oh, 10 or 11 years of duck hunting, we would be like in on the, in the salt marshes of the Eastern shore and we would shoot our black duck. There'd be three of us and we'd each shoot our black duck. And I'd be like, all right guys, time to pack up. They go, why we can shoot five more ducks. I'm like, cause you're an idiot and you're an idiot and I'm an idiot. 
and we're going to shoot another black duck because we don't know what's coming in. And then the DNR is going to be sitting out there and we're going to get busted for being over our limit. Um, so then moving out here and just being around a lot more birds in situations where I wasn't stressing out about, Oh my gosh, I got to get my limit or, Ooh, am I going to get my limit or should we do something else? Um, and just being around them and just watching birds be birds, um, with none of that stress, I was really able to start picking up certain intricacies of birds. So actually paying attention to body shape and wing shape and position and head shape, like a bird flying by at 40 miles an hour. I used to not be able to tell you if it was a wood duck mallard or a bluebill, but now I can pick up like the little intricacies of like the hood that a wood duck has on its head or the short pudgy body of a bluebill or whatever. Um, so it's just time. It's what it is. Like, it's like there's deer hunters who can sit there and tell you from a quarter mile away without a pair of binoculars, oh, that's a 160 deer. <laughs> Under, that's 160, no problem. They're like, okay, man, whatever you say, or I'm a carpenter. And they'll be like, hey, go get me this size wrench. I'm like, how do you know? And they, I can just tell. All right, man, whatever. I can't, whatever. <laughs> so like it's time and then it's knowing what's legal and that seems to always be changing. So last year you could shoot two pintails. This year you can only shoot one. Last year you can only shoot one canvas back. This year you can shoot two. So then, or black ducks are, were one and now they're two. And with the laws changing all the time, not being able to identify a duck could i mean that's gonna be a decent chunk of change in a ticket right there and i was never willing to pay that out for being wrong um so played it super conservative my whole life on what we were shooting and now duck flying by oh there goes a mallard there goes a pintail oh there goes well there's some ducks that i can't tell but for the most so part. you're saying i probably should go with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing then <laughs> Or <laughs> just play it very consistent. So, like, I would still go by myself. And all of my – okay, not all of them. Most of my hunting buddies are – they go duck hunting and they like to go duck hunting. But if I wasn't going with them, they probably wouldn't go. <laughs> just it's too much work for them or they're afraid to shoot birds that they're not going to shoot or whatever. So – but, I mean, if you have your little ID book, and every state has one, and it's just got a picture of whatever bird it is, and, like, don't shoot if you can't tell. So that might mean waiting for a bird to land on the water and kicking it up off the water. It might mean, yeah, it might mean you end up shooting a black duck that you thought was a hen mallard. And now you know, okay, i got to be careful. I can only shoot one more black duck now or whatever it may be. Um, don't let it discourage you from hunting. Just play it smarter because you know your limits. You know you can't shoot a bow out to 70 yards. You're not going to take a 70-yard shot at a deer. Same thing. Okay. All right. So other than that, what advice <laughs> would you give to a newbie like me? 
Oof. Just be careful. Like duck hunting has whole new risks that the typical deer hunter probably <laughs> isn't used to. But with how you are getting into deer hunting, you might as well be a duck hunter. Just being on the water in the type of weather conditions that duck hunters are hunting, it just it things can go wrong really quick. And every duck hunter's been out in that situation, and it just makes us dumber because we lived through it once, so we can <laughs> live through it again. And just take safety as a next step. So, like, if you don't know the body of water, one thing I always did was I, when I was hunting a lot more, like, river systems back in West Virginia, I would bring a stick, and I would slowly walk out until I felt the edge, the drop-off edge, and I'd put the stick in and don't walk past that stick. <laughs> you walk past that stick, you did it to yourself, I ain't jumping in after you. Um, or... Safety's the big one. That's the biggest advice I got. And then just scout. Like, get out, figure out where the birds are going. I mean, obviously, any time outside isn't a waste of time, but it gets discouraging really quick when you think you're doing everything right, but birds are still just flying by you because you aren't where they want to be. You can sit there and think it's the duckiest looking spot you've ever seen, but if you've never seen a duck there, probably not worth sitting there so you're saying so you're saying the spots that i'm deer hunting i should be duck hunting it sounds like probably (laughs) if you've seen ducks there and not deer i'd I'd say definitely i've seen both i've actually seen both so (laughs) that's that's seen some deer swimming Um, too (laughs) just yeah that's there you go but yeah i safety big one just it's a whole new dynamic being on the water and just it adds a whole new dynamic to hunting um being where birds want to be big one and then just being really paying a lot of attention hunting by yourself you learn a lot more than if you go with i mean everybody should have a mentor in their life of some sort whether it be dad or buddy's dad whatever it is but when you get out there and you just do it for yourself, it almost seems like you pay more attention and you're just that much more attuned to what's happening. It's just sitting there paying attention to what's actually happening, seeing what's actually working, what's not working. That's good advice. I could take that. I could take that. <laughs> so what gear would you recommend and say that you absolutely need and you know, or is essential and then what would you say absolutely isn't needed for somebody just starting out? Yeah. Um, so just a little like hunting poke, Sitka gear, not necessary. Learn how to layer. <laughs> um, hopefully you weren't like pushing for a sponsorship from them or anything. Otherwise, I don't have I'd any sponsors <laughs> or even pushing for them, but I do own a um, few pieces of hunting gear that are Sitka and first light as well but that's neither here nor there it's just what yeah, it is no that's just i mean that's the jokes okay. in the hunting world i got right you now, right? i know what um, you're saying <laughs> um so gear wise duck hunting um obviously a shotgun um and i don't think it matters what kind of shotgun 20 gauge or 12 preferred i would say so you're um, saying I don't need like a 12 gauge with a three and a half inch super magnum? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like if you look at the little, like the minute intricacies between 
three inch and three and a half inch shells. Like if you actually look at it, you'd be like, why does anybody own that? <laughs> like, it's just, there's not enough of a difference in my mind to pay the extra couple hundred dollars for the other gun. Um, but 20 gauge for ducks, no problem. I grew up shooting a 20 gauge at geese and I can remember killing geese as a kid. Unless dad was just doing a really good job of picking the same birds as me. <laughs> like You can kill them. Um, so the only thing about a shotgun that I would say, um, in differences, so synthetic stock, just you're as a duck hunter, you're going to be in mud. You're going to be in just messy situations and you're going to abuse your gun, whether you get home and clean it every day or not, you're just going to abuse it. It's just what happens. Um, so synthetic stock and then a dipped or painted or just something on your barrel to prevent rust and the metal pieces of your gun to prevent rust. Um, I mean, water, mud, and gunk is going <laughs> to cause rust. And if you can do anything to prevent it, you're just helping yourself out. Um, but yeah, you don't need a $1,500 Super Black Eagle to go kill ducks. Don't tell my wife that. Single shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, shotgun can be just about anything. Um, a good pair of waders and then waders. There's obviously a bunch of stuff on the market. Um, if you're going to be standing in cold water, neoprene's the way to go. If you're going to be standing on the bank behind a tree or in a blind or just putting decoys out for a little bit breathable waders far and away the most comfortable waiter you're ever going to wear um but if you have to stand in water up to your waist breathable waders you're going to get cold they just don't have the same type of insulating properties as neoprene waders so just know your hunting situation um or the, your primary hunting situation, obviously you're going to suffer every once in a while when you hunt, whether it be uncomfortable in a pair of neoprene waders or a little bit chilly in a pair of breathables on a day where you do something different. Um, and then what's another one? Decoys. Everybody's going for these. And this is where you will get flack for me saying this. And I will sit and I will argue till I'm blue in the face on this. Decoys, having decoys matters. Having perfectly realistic decoys does not matter. Um, guys were killing ducks over black painted milk jugs for 50 years <laughs> before anybody bought an actual decoy. More ducks have been killed over a painted black milk jug than have been killed over these modern, ultra-realistic decoys. Um, so going out and buying a dozen Flambeau decoys for 40 bucks and stringing them up and going out, you're going to be able to kill ducks just as much as the other guy as long as you're in the right spot. Um, so don't get sucked into this whole, oh, I got to have the $100 half-dozen decoded full, like, flocked, like, perfect realism like you take a picture of it next to a real duck and you can't tell the difference it's just you need decoys to kind of center ducks where you want them to center and that's about it i grew up hunting over crappy old herder decoys that half the paint was chipped off of 
I grew up killing geese over plywood silhouettes that were painted black and had a little of white spray paint on the cheek. And can't think of many times we got skunked. Uh, so just having decoys. And then you can't beat a good snack in the blind. <laughs> That's one good thing about duck hunting. They can't smell, so you can eat whatever you want. So bring a little stove with you, heat up a little eggs and bacon, do it right. <laughs> good snack in the blind. I don't know blind. if I'm going to do that Never in a canoe, but <laughs> maybe in a blind. That's fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> um, good snack. Can't beat a good snack. And like I said, one of the beauties of duck hunting, it's a social thing. You take a buddy out, you're talking, you're eating. Don't have to worry about scaring them away like a deer. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much, I think you could go out and kill ducks with just that. All right. That sounds good to me. I'm going to have to try to sell some Walmart camo if you need it. I bought a, yeah, get a box of cheap. Ec- go no, I was, no, go ahead. It's fine. Sorry. Oh, um, yeah. Go out, buy a box of 25 experts off the Walmart shelf for 11 bucks and shoot ducks at 25, 30 yards and you never have a problem. No. <laughs> I am not a normal duck hunter. Half the things I have said tonight will get you so much crap from a majority of the duck hunting world. But I think the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. I kill ducks the way I do it, and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm not going to buy a box of shells for $30 when I can kill them with a $12. You mean your black cloud so. or whatever the hell you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like whoever's shooting whatever. Like My dad shoots for a box of 20 shells. He's paying like $33 and it's bismuth, this super fancy crap. And I shoot more ducks than him with my $12 box of Remington high shot or high speed, whatever Remington shells. Like yep. just, you're putting ducks over the decoys. It doesn't matter what you shoot them with. Okay. No. I like it. That's good advice. Anything yeah. else you want to say or do you want to wrap this up? Oh, I've, I mean, I could talk duck hunting the rest of the night if we really wanted to. I, <laughs> Um, I'm just, I don't know. I just, I feel like with social media today, there's just all of this. Oh, this is how you have to do it. This is how you have to do it. This is how you have to do it. You're not going to kill ducks if you don't do it this way. You're not going to kill geese if you don't do it this way. Honestly, like I, if social media would just go away, like I almost wish Instagram would just like forget all hunting platforms. It's gone because I think the duck hunting world would be a better place for it um i don't see it as much i don't see it as much in the deer hunting world as i do in the duck hunting world of just this if you're not doing it this way you're not doing it right if you're not doing and just this social media presence of just you have to have the 1500 super black eagle you can't kill ducks you have to have the jeb's choke tuber you can't shoot ducks oh you just you have your stock choke tube how are you going to kill a duck with a stock choke tube you got to (laughs) have the fully mod the full modified three-quarter barrel extension choke tube you can't kill ducks you have to buy high speed or you have to buy black cloud ammo or you can't kill ducks just get out and do it i think social media is creating this world of it's it's setting the bar too high it's setting this is what it, that you have to do to duck hunt it's not go out buy a half dozen flambeau decoys for 30 bucks go out you, you you can outfit yourself for a good duck hunt at Walmart for under a hundred bucks. That should actually be a challenge. Somebody should 
You should do something Let's on do that. Hundred dollars at Walmart. I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could get a pair of waders, but you could get your ammo, <laughs> your license, and your ammo, your license, and your decoys you, for under a hundred. If you got a canoe or a kayak, you, you don't need waders. Eh, <laughs> you're gonna want some waders. <laughs> You're going to have to go into the water for something, and you're going to want a pair of waders. But, you know, if you got rid of all that on Instagram, all you'd be left with is girls taking selfies at the gym, or guys, there's a lot of that. Or you'd be left with guys like boyfriends taking pictures of their girlfriends, or their girlfriends making them take pictures of them on the beach. (laughs) But if there wasn't all that on Instagram, I wouldn't be there either. (laughs) So if there wasn't all this hunting stuff, I'd get rid of Instagram to begin with. So like, yeah, it's just, I feel like there's too much like restricting pressure uh, yeah. in the duck hunting world because of what social media has done to it. And I think it makes it look like it's tough for like the 16, 17 year old kid who wants to get into hunting, but he's like, well, I can't afford to do it. I can't afford to get this. I can't afford to get that. When it's really just, just get out there, man. Like, it, it doesn't matter how you get started. Just get out there and this other stuff will come with time. It'll come. Yeah. You hunt with some crappy stuff and you're cold a couple of days, or maybe you get wet cause your waders weren't the greatest and you got a hole in them, whatever, but then you get your first job and now you can get that nice pair of waders and sit out there longer, whatever it is. And yeah, guys just need to get out and do it and not be restricted by this social media whatever and it's my personal rant and personal <laughs> vendetta against it and i fear that by being on social media i'm contributing to it in the sense of like i'm at the point in my life where i have all this nice stuff so like now it just looks i feel like i'm one of the people who looks like oh you have to have this gear you have to have this and but i don't know <laughs> Oh, just gotta I, I get, get it, man. You just gotta get out there. And I'll do it. it. I'm gonna try and get out there. I gotta get a deer first, but or maybe oh, not. See, but that, but but that might not. Just... <laughs> it might not happen, but I'm gonna try anyway. My 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 wife is the same way. She's like, when are you gonna go kill a deer? Like, just fill the freezer with a deer. So like, I fill it with ducks. It's just gonna take a couple extra days. That's fine, right? <laughs> they all eat the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I rather eat. I rather eat a deer. But I'd rather shoot ducks. Oh, don't tell me that. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> Making some duck pastrami <laughs> and some other stuff out of it. it. It's not bad. Like, there's guys who, like, will say it's horrible, obviously. Um, but it's not bad. Like, I like eating duck. But it's hard to beat, like, a venison tenderloin or backstrap or whatever. So. I've got those in the freezer. So Yeah. But, no, it, it's plenty good. Just don't overcook it and you'll be fine. Well, that's where you got to You got to get into like the Hank Shaw cookbooks and start doing all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. exactly. So, yeah. All right, man. What? <laughs> yeah. Do you have, do you have any questions for like your duck hunting venture? If this happens, if let's say we get a deer next week, I mean, that opens up hunting. That's duck season. Cause you guys have to go until at least the end of December. Uh, you know, I think, I think deer hunting actually goes longer. So yeah, duck yeah. yeah, we've actually got some extended seasons now, so I could actually okay. take a little break, do some duck hunting, and then get back into the deer <laughs> hunting, do some late season stuff. Yeah, so yeah. there is that. I don't know. I pretty much asked yeah. all my questions that I actually had. 
And if I got more, okay. I'm sure I could reach out to you and uh, yeah, for sure. try and get. And yeah, anybody, anybody listening is more than welcome to reach out. If you just want to talk ducks, I can, I mean, I can do it all night and I'm always looking for people to talk to ducks about because I burn out most of my friends. So, <laughs> so actually that's a good, good segue there. If, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you and talk to you? Yeah. Just hit me up on Instagram. Um, probably the easiest way I respond to 99.9% of my messages, um, pretty quickly, especially if it's about duck hunting, like <laughs> my buddies might get put on the back burner before a duck hunting question gets answered. But, uh, yeah, Instagram, Thunderstruck Outdoors. Uh, yeah, love to talk. It's yeah, I think social media is a great platform for that. I think that's one of the reasons it was created and build a network of hunters. And yeah, I think it's definitely helped with that. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate yeah, uh, I'll talk all day. you spending the time and taking it out of your time and schedule to talk mm-hmm. to me. So thank yeah, you very no, much. No problem, man. Like, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening to. Also, you can find us on Instagram at Publicly Challenged, and you can also find us at Publicly Challenged Podcast or publiclychallenged.com. So please reach out to us with any questions, comments, concerns, or maybe you'd even like to be on the show. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.